You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast. I am Matt Baker. I perform a comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louis Fox. I do uh, magic tricks, comedy, and hand shadow puppets. <laughs> and we both have performed at the Moisture Festival for a number of years. So welcome to the podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtains of the performers and the people that make the Moisture Festival happen. You get a little, little bit of a look at their journey to getting on stage and a little bit about what they do in their time off stage. So welcome and be sure to check out all the episodes of the Moisture Festival podcast because there's a lot. There is a lot. And if you aren't familiar with the Moisture Festival, it's a four-week festival celebrating variety arts. So that's hula hoopers, magicians, people who bounce on their hands, acrobats, pretty much anything you can think of. It is the largest festival of its kind in the entire world, folks. In the entire world, it's the largest festival, and it features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, but they have a burlesque venue that runs for one week only, and get your tickets for that early because that always sells out actually 95 percent we've crunched the data louie yes. 95 percent of the shows sell out so if you're listening to this in the months of march and april be sure to go to moisturefestival.org and get your tickets today yes especially if your bucket list item is to see the opening show get them now absolutely on this episode we welcome in the fantastic and talented bounce juggler, Audrey Greaves. We talk about how she got into juggling through Unicycle and a Cirque du Soleil DVD. Yeah, we learn about uh, the differences between juggling in the air and using the ground to facilitate uh, the juggling pattern and uh, all the different types of balls and things that you might use in, in that genre or discipline and uh, where she's going to take her act. How she ended up at the Moisture Festival Gala. Yeah, it's a pretty great interview. Today's guest is a juggler, instructor, and circus artist. She has performed with Circus Schmerkus and has done shows for Boeing, Microsoft, and was one of the feature performers at the 2023 Moisture Festival Gala. We welcome in Audrey Graves. Yay! Hi, everybody. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Because it is your last name is spelled like super funky. <laughs> Close, not quite. It's uh, it's Greaves. Uh, G R A V E S. But you're close. You want to redo the intro? No, I I feel like uh, I'll own I'll wear this mistake. I'll wear uh, not having the wherewithal to uh, ask you beforehand how to pronounce your name. <laughs> Go for it. All good. Um, so explain to our listeners what what you what your discipline is, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I started, I think, by doing a little bit of a lot of things. I started riding a unicycle to school when I was 10. I started performing when I was when I was pretty young. And I uh, now am very specialized in bounce juggling. And so I uh, throw things at the ground and they come back up and I make fancy patterns with them. And I, I kick some legs through and um, 
yeah, I, I finale was seven, if that's something that your listeners would like to know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. I, I do variety shows. I do um, all sorts of stuff. And your downstairs neighbors hate you. And my downstairs neighbors hate me. I'm sure you've heard that joke plenty of times. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> so how, so what difference, like for our listeners, like what is the difference between toss juggling, which you would call it in the, I guess the juggling world and bounce juggling? Like what, what differentiates the style or the genre or the type of performance? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that. I think that uh, toss juggling, as as you know, I tell people because of the bounce juggling, I have to specify with toss juggling when I'm talking about that. Um, I think that. Oh, you're right. This is going to have to be one where I start over and say something. Yeah, no, that's, fine. That's, good. that's good. That's good. Um, uh, I I think that with bounce juggling, what really drew me to it was um, that I could plug in my headphones and listen to music that was really upbeat uh, when I was training and I could juggle to the beat of um, that I could juggle to the beat of what I was doing and or whatever I was listening to, which was usually like pop music of some genre of some like upbeat remix sort of thing. And um, I could just have a blast with it. It was like dancing. Um, and then with toss juggling, I... I used to get a little bit frustrated with it. I think I like the uniqueness of bounce struggling. And so I kind of was immediately drawn to that, but you kind of have to be able to do both. And so I, I train both. How many balls can you toss juggle? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm working on seven, seven up. I can do like a good flash or two, but I'm, I'm working on maintaining it. still. I'm not a juggler. What's a flash? Uh, flashes when you just throw throw seven in the air in the like you can't just throw them all up all at once and then try and catch them all you gotta like throw them in the particular pattern um but it's throwing them in the particular pattern one round of the of the pattern and then catching them again cleanly so seven throws seven catches seven throws seven catches yes okay now i'm just going to explain this to the people who i maybe didn't put it together bounce juggling is where you toss the object out of your hand it hits the ground first and then bounces up to your opposite hand or same hand and whatever pattern you're doing. So in traditional juggling, you throw it in the air and catch it uh, without it hitting the ground. The goal is for it to not hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite with bounce juggling. It's actually so much, I, I train all my toss juggling with bounce juggling balls, which are kind of these heavy rubber balls. And so, and so the, the seven up um, I'm, I'm working on, I think the dream finale of an, of an act for me would be to do, um, seven in the air and then follow it up with like seven force bounce or something. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because of all the videos I watch you at, you end your bounce juggling routine with seven, but then I watched another video of you tossing seven in the air and catching them. So it made me think that you, is it easier to bounce seven juggling balls than it is to throw them in the air? What is, what's easier? What's harder? I think that the learning curve is a little bit easier with bounce juggling. Um, there's, I mean, it depends on how much you like running after things when they end up <laughs> kind of going in complete opposite directions as it often does with bounce juggling. But I do think that bounce juggling has um, a little bit of an easier curve than, than toss juggling, at least when you get into numbers. I got uh, five bounce before I got um, five tossed, but I... Also, I also enjoy it, I think, a little bit more, the bounce juggling, and I train it more often. And so it's hard to kind of parse out which one. I think if, you, if you've if you only toss juggled, then doing the stuff with bounce juggling would be a lot harder. But mm. 
goes back and forth. Where did, where did the interest in juggling come from? Was it just general circus arts in the beginning as a kid or was it juggling specific? Like where did it all come from? Where was the first time you saw it? Uh, juggling. I, so, so I guess we'd be going back to the beginning of like when I started, should, should I go back there? Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we want to hear, we want to hear the whole timeline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and the alternative timeline, but, uh, <laughs> I started, um, I started when I was 11, I saw, uh, Amaluna when it was in town by Cirque du Soleil. And I was like, that's, that's the thing. I'm going to do that. Um, I started unicycling at around that age. And then I started taking classes at Sanka when I was 11 or 12. So um, how did you learn to unicycle? You just like, Hey, I got a unicycle. Now I'm going to shoot around town. Uh, my dad bribed me with pizza. <laughs> And also I liked, uh, I liked, um, I think like random people's moms would want to like take pictures of me on my way to school, like with me or something. And like, I was like very youth in the arts. I think I, I enjoyed the, uh, the attention, but I also, um, I, I remember to learn how to turn. My dad was like, put up some, some like bottles or something and was like, try and go in a circle around them. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the rare <laughs> moment that the parent is actually a uh, positive influence on a kid learning to unicycle. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he would learn to unicycle with me. It didn't quite pan out, but there was one that lived in our garage that was adult sized for quite a while growing up. Now, when you got to school, did you have to chain it up with all the other bikes or did you take it in the cl in this class? <laughs> I think I chained it up with all the other bikes, but I think the last week of fifth grade, I rode a giraffe unicycle, which uh, is a five foot tall unicycle. And I rode that to class um, to like my fifth grade class or something. And I think that one, they let me like put in with the cubbies just so that everybody could. <laughs> so you saw Cirque du Soleil, you got a unicycle shortly after that. Um, mm -hmm. so that was your first foyer into sort of circus arts. What, where did, what, what was next after that? Uh, after that, I started, I remember telling, I think my mom that I wanted to be at Sanka like as much as possible. Um, and how so did I, you know about that though? How did you know Sanka? I mean, you're 11 years old or 13, whatever. Like how <laughs> yeah, do you know there's a circus school in Seattle? Somehow, somehow my mom maybe knew another parent who knew somebody there. I'm not entirely sure. I remember, I remember showing up and or maybe it was the unicycling. And then my mom was like, you know, what's, what's in Seattle? Did a Google, oh, cool. like, who can we, who can we get in touch yeah, with? Yeah. Like stop saying that she wants to join the circus. <laughs> but yeah. Then Is I there a help group? Is there a support group for these unicyclists? <laughs> she probably did something like that. <laughs> At Sanka, they teach sort of general overview of a variety of circus arts. Um, so did you just start dabbling in different circus arts and you sort of came to juggling? So I started, I started taking classes at Sanka and doing private lessons. I think I wanted to be an aerialist um, initially. And then I saw the older youth performance company, Wyco at Sanka. And um, at the time it was, and I mean, probably still is, was full of these really, really talented uh, teenagers who were, who were stacking three highs, like out of lines and, and just doing some really crazy acrobatics, um, two highs on unicycle, uh, the juggling, they were passing seven, that kind of thing, um, which for a kid was like a really aspirational thing. And so I, I tried out for them when I was 13 or 14, I think, and uh, got in and started um, performing with them pretty soon after. But that was that was fairly generalist. I don't think I'd picked up the juggling yet. I thought I thought maybe I'd still be um, 
an aerialist or contortionist, but I was I was never super flexible. So <laughs> I've always said aerial's the gateway to a uh, bounce juggling. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's 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 really it's a gateway thing <laughs> and so is that when you started doing sort of performances like you know implementing different circus skills into your performance yeah yeah I started performing with them I, I hadn't been doing anything on my own at that point because I was just so young but I was doing um but yeah they, they actually had a fair amount of a fair amount of of gigs for for a small kind of group of teenagers but we would be doing um, a couple of, we do corporate events, we do kind of roving entertainment ambient stuff. And then we, we do, uh, acts and we, we got the ability to put together acts, um, starting at around 13 or 14. Um, I remember over the summer we would have like a gig every two weeks or so or something like that. And so it was, it was a lot, a surprising amount of performing for, um, for the, the age that we were at. Yeah. Is that a paid gig or is it like paying off, working off your training time? Yeah, we didn't. We definitely didn't get paid. It was a, it was a program. Um, you are paid in experience. Exactly. It's right? an internship. Yeah. <laughs> you an can't internship. put a price on that. <laughs> later, later as a teenager, I did uh, Circus Smirkus, um, which was, which was tours we did. Wait, uh, what? hold on. What is Circus Smirkus? Yeah, sure. That's, um. Uh, it's a tented youth touring circus. Um, it's across other side of the country. It's based out of Vermont, but they would tour all over all over New England and New York. Um, in the summer, it was about two or three months of touring, and we would do, um, we would do yeah two like three days in a row or so of shows, and it would be two show days or occasionally three show days, and then we'd have a jump day or two in between different towns all over New England. Um, you know, do you know who's getting paid for those circus Mercus gigs? Getty Images. They're selling a picture of you for five hundred dollars. No. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk after this, and then you can you can show me where they're selling my. Yeah. Uh, is that one of those like? Because I know I don't know if the Wenatchee Youth Circus is like this, but where the kids pay to be there, and then they're also farmed out to you know. It's like it's it's like a little league baseball team, or like touring a junior hockey. Yeah, I'd say it was a similar, it was a similar deal. It was, it was very much an experience thing, but, um, but I will say, uh, so I'm, I'm 22 now. I recently graduated college, um, and all of that performance experience from when I was a teenager and when I was a kid, it, it kind of ended up paying off insurmountably in my, in my kind of skill set now that I'm like when you did your like thesis, you're like on a unicycle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i actually i applied for a fulbright to study um study circus performers in quebec i didn't i didn't end up getting a fulbright but it definitely it influenced some of my academic work for sure that's amazing so what did you go to school for what did you graduate with uh i went to smith college um for anthropology and uh comparative religion is smith college okay. the all-female college uh yes it is or at least there's um no cisgender men there there's some trans um oh, guys okay. Gotcha. Largely. Yeah. And that's in Maryland? Small town, Northampton, Massachusetts. Ah. (laughs) I do my Smith College trivia. There there wasn't that much circus out there. There was a little, little studio, um, but I was mostly there for the academics and I taught like juggling to college students. I saw that. I saw the ad for that um, class that you were teaching and it said that you were teaching uh, advanced juggling. did that like scare people off or was that like, 
I mean, I'm not sure which ad. I the ones in my in my college class that I taught were very beginner, but I will say I had one of them flash five bounce juggling after cool. a semester. So the advanced juggling, um, maybe bounce juggling technique of transitions. I did a workshop uh, a couple little bit ago at the Seattle Juggling Festival. Um, and then I do, I sprinkle some, some workshops here and there. <laughs> There's a Seattle juggling festival. There, used to there be was in 2019. There was one, um, John Spinoza, who's, uh, another talented juggler in the Seattle area, um, put, put one on. Ah. Well, uh, you, when you were a kid, there was one, it was a long running Seattle juggling festival. And then I think it stopped maybe in 2006 or seven. So so well, yeah, John for bringing it back. Juggling false, probably. <laughs> yeah. So you're a teenager. You, uh, you know, you go to Sanka. You're doing a few, few shows. You're violating some labor laws. Um, and then you say to your parents, hey, there's this East Coast children's circus that does shows. They say, hey, let's send you out there for the summer. Um, and then you're doing more shows. You're meeting other entertainers like when are you like you know this is something i can really focus on and i can create an act that i can market to circuses or other venues when when did that sort of click for you yeah i think um i think that it actually started before uh before smirkus i saw a guy named nikolai pirak he's a he's a, another really talented seattle juggler um do he was at Sanka training and doing doing some some juggling stuff and so I think when I was uh 15 whenever I decided I didn't like stretching enough to be a contortionist um I uh reached out to him about doing private lessons and so when I was 15 or so I started doing um doing lessons with him and getting more into into juggling and particularly the the different styles of juggling um I because I grew up so much in kind of the the circus and the like pre-professional circus world. Um, I didn't know very much about juggling as uh, like people at Portland Juggling Festival. I didn't really know about the juggling community as it existed, um, maybe separate in some ways from the like, the like uh, you're going to the National Circus School in Montreal kind of type crowd growing up. Um, and so seeing Nikolai perform, uh, when I was, when I was young was one of the, the first, um, ways that I was like, oh, this can be really like stylistic. This isn't always just about like who can do the most numbers, but this can be a real, like beautiful performance type thing. And so, and so I, I think I started around then. And that was when I made my first act was when I was, uh, 15 or so and in, in, in bounce struggling. And then after that, I I started training it much more, going on Instagram, finding people that I liked who were doing bounce juggling. Can name a few: Terseet Asefa, um, Tatiana Vasilenko, uh, Maria Chudu, all amazing, amazing bounce jugglers that I started to kind of model my styles after. It's so crazy to hear you say like. I went on Instagram and I found other people like that was not accessible when Louie and I were coming up, like as a, as a, a for a, a, a resource to learn. So it's so cool that you're able to watch videos or even just directly connect with people. Is that how you met? I, is it Terset Asefa? Cause you're, you're, you have a bunch of videos online of you and her uh, doing bounce stuff together. Is that how you guys met? Actually? Yes. During, cool. during the slide followed her on Instagram, um, when I was like a teenager and stuff looking, looking for things to do. And then, and then once the pandemic hit, um, she came out to Seattle to see some family and kind of, kind of hunker down while all the performance jobs were 
um, weren't, weren't running. Most of the tours, uh, weren't, weren't running. And so she was in Seattle and I saw an Instagram post of her that was like listed as being in SeaTac. And so I totally slid into her DMs. <laughs> I was like, Hey, are you in Seattle? Can I like, can I, can I train with you? I, I offered, um, I offered like a backyard, like we met in parks and we just started working on all this duo stuff, um, that, I mean, it was crazy. We got, we would get like job offers from the internet. Like we had people like DMing us about doing job offers. Um, for people who are maybe listening to this, the kind of videos that we, uh, that we would post on online was like, she would stand on my, on my thighs or something. And I would do five or seven. Um, and then she would kind of over the top of my pattern, do five or seven altogether. It looks like 14 juggling balls. Like it looks crazy. It's so, it looks really cool. Um, and we weren't seeing anybody else doing duo bounce juggling stuff. And so, um, so we started kind of getting this stuff together and, and, uh, got some job offers. Unfortunately, couldn't take them because I always had to go back to school to do, um, to do, uh, college, normal college stuff. Yeah, I know, boo. Um, but, but yeah, so that's how I met her and she's, she's still a really great friend. She's doing a bunch of performing in, um, uh all over the place she's doing she's performing in vegas and and uh, i think with with cirque holidays and and different different touring groups she's i wouldn't be surprised to see her on cirque du soleil next yeah what's funny is i had a friend just send me a video of her like a week ago and i was like oh that person's amazing and then like when i'm researching you i'm like that's the same person that's the same (laughs) it is it is she's insane and um one of the things i love about uh, bounce juggling is that there's there's even within bounce juggling I mean juggling in general but even within bounce juggling there's there's a lot of different styles um she started juggling in Ethiopia her style is different from um one of another another friend and, and past coach of mine um Maria Chidu who's Russian her style is very different from from tear seats is different from from mine and so everybody does just different, all sorts of different things. There are so many ways to explore with juggling um, that I think make it a really unique and and cool discipline. So this is going to be a dumb question from the non-juggler. Can you pass while you bounce juggle? Like people pass clubs? Did you not watch the videos? I watched some videos. I got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Oh man, you should, yeah, no, stock, if you need to stock someone's Instagram, tear seats are mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, she, uh, yeah, we can, we can pass, um, in between each other. It's, uh, kind of a force bounce passing situation because it's not clubs. You don't get, um, you can do there's, there's like lift bounce and force bounce struggling. So, so one way that that works is you throw them over the top of the incoming ball and they kind of bounce and then they come back up. And then the other way is you throw them to the outside of the incoming ball and that's force bounce juggling. It's generally a little bit faster um, and just creates a different look to the pattern. Okay. Um, so with uh, bounce passing, it's a similar deal. Like you can, you can kind of make a pattern between the two of you that looks like lift bounce struggling, or you can make one that looks like force bounce struggling. Works either way. I want to hear Louis' Louis <laughs> other dumb juggling questions. <laughs> give me a, give me Okay, so so you mentioned your bounce juggling balls were like hard and rubber. Are they like a super ball or are they more like a lacrosse ball? So I actually get the lacrosse ball question a lot. <laughs> um, they're not lacrosse balls. Lacrosse balls are really dead when they when they bounce there because they're like supposed to be dead in the middle so that um, mm-hmm. they don't go everywhere. No, they're uh, 
I probably have one, but I think this is going to be on audio, so I probably don't need to get one. <laughs> audio only. No, so is it like a like a like a like a big Super Bowl or? Uh, yeah, they're um. I mean, the ones that I use are. I don't know what you mean by Super Bowl. Are you talking about like it's a an dive? old school bounce like bouncy ball? <laughs> bouncy ball. It's like it's like what we had growing up. <laughs> it just invented ball. rubber. Yeah, like, like, what do we do balls, with this? And then they have like speckles so on back them. In the, back in the 1930s when you yeah, guys. Pretty, were I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> before Instagram. <laughs> before Instagram was a thing. Before you could we had a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, no, they are, they're, they're quite bouncy. They're kind of heavy. So, I mean, they're probably not, you know, those little tiny ones that you'd play with as a kid. Um, I use rubber ones. Some people use silicone ones. I would die on this hill that they're pretty much the same, except one is more expensive, but that's mm. an unpopular opinion in the bounce struggling community. So don't right. hold me up. My other question uh, is I helped you because you bounce juggle on like a tabletop and I helped you move it. Um, can you do it on any surface or because um, Patrick McGuire does it on like a tabletop as well. I've helped him. Apparently, I just help people move uh, tabletops. Yeah. And, um, and they're all super heavy, too. You can't do a light tabletop. No, God, never. I have like a little dolly in the back of my car that I kind of use to, to, to pull it around. Um so I think I've gra I've graduated from tabletops largely now. <laughs> I used to have um, back in 2019, uh, probably, which is would have been when you helped me move mine. Uh, like, was it a round one? But like, I don't remember. I just remember it was heavy and there's a lot of stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you can you can bounce struggle on. You'd be surprised once you become a bounce struggler. You figure out what surfaces work and what surfaces don't work um very quickly and so uh some surfaces that people think would work really well like uh, gymnasium floors works okay for the bounce but it's way too loud to be worth it um if it's uh concrete works really well um i have a prop that's a, a bounce juggling chair that i've poured concrete into uh, and put some iron rebar through and so that the the seat of the chair is <laughs> bounceable um tricks five thousand pounds yeah oh it's it's like it's crazy it's really heavy um so i just don't move it at all during the act and that's the that's the way to go um but no the platform that i have now is two layers of plexiglass um and they've been like glued and screwed together um i bought it from uh maria chudu who's who got it i think from cirque du soleil when she was working for them and so it's it's from somewhere in their prop department uh and the plexiglass works well if not high density particle board works or um kind of whatever you can swing granite would be great um but that then you have to get it cut and shaped kind of the right way you just do it on the counter at the airbnb <laughs> actually yeah um no you can bounce struggle all over the place i've bounce struggled on like like tables on desks in classrooms or um very just just various various surfaces wherever i'm like oh i wonder if i could juggle on that it's kind of i know a lot of your videos are just like uh they're they're traditional bounce juggling where you're forcing or lifting the ball do you ever like do the stuff like bouncing like the michael motion stuff where you're bouncing off the ceiling off to the to the wall you know you know, off of it, I don't know, like multiple, a variety of surfaces in one pattern. Do you ever mess around with that? Yeah, I love, I love that. There's actually, um, I'd have to find, I love, I'll, I'll find it and I'll tell it to you after the show. Um, 
Yes, I, I really do like to to mess around with different different surfaces, different kind of props, different rebounds and things like that, walls and, and ceilings and stuff like that. Um, I think practically it ends up not being something that I, I work on over overly much because of um, just the nature of, of getting hired for stuff. You can't be like, hey, could I get two giant concrete walls <laughs> yeah, on yeah, either yeah. side of me, like on five feet, you know, um, and I could build those props um, as well. And they are really cool props. And so I think someday if I ever got the opportunity to um, to mess around with 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 somebody who knows what they're doing, who like works with yeah. with the right kinds of materials, I would love to I would love to build some stuff and and just kind of mess around, see what happens. You need to work at the Berlin Wall Museum. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I don't know. If my, I don't know if my anthropology degree prepared me for that geopolitical. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I saw you do some of the stair stuff with Tearset. Like you guys were walking upstairs while bouncing, and then um, that was pretty. That was pretty fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. are you, are you guys thinking about like reviving this act and maybe bring, bring it to the moisture festival? Yes. Short answer. Yes. When our schedules line up, um, I think she and I have both talked about getting a, uh, getting a duo act kind of officially together, making, making it, marketing it, filming it, um, getting it out there. Cause, cause I think we both think that it's a, it's a pretty unique, um, unique kind of discipline. I think so. There. I don't know if I've ever seen a duo bounce juggling, act before yeah it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool i think that i think that between us there's a couple of a few other people uh or maybe just two that i've ever seen doing duo bounce struggling um as far as the stairs go that uh was done i think maybe not initially um but miguel herrera in salt and banco um by cirque du soleil Mm his his bounce struggling act had these stairs and um my parents had that on dvd when i was a kid so i I've that's amazing that bounce struggling all right act. so non-juggler question again are the stairs do, do the stairs like i can juggle horribly i can i can th- toss juggle walking upstairs so it's bounced does that make bounce juggling that much harder <laughs> um Honestly, if you start, if you walk down the stairs and uh, you're bounce juggling and it hits the edge of one of the stairs, um, it's gonna, it's gonna, go, it's gonna go somewhere. So um, it's more you, your aim is better than the elevation changing. Yeah, your aim has to be a little bit better. Um, at the top of the stairs uh, that we have for a prop, you go from being at the top of the stairs to to the ground level, and that shift is kind of a difficult trick. Um, the stairs themselves, if you're walking up them and it and you're juggling and you hit the edge of one of the incoming stairs, it'll bounce right into your shin, um, <laughs> <laughs> like directly into your shin. I've done that so many times. All right. So you you put together the act, right? So you, how long is a circus act normally? Six, six, seven minutes, maybe? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, my, my act right now, um, I'm actually, I'm working on, on getting a new solo act together, but the one that I I'm doing now is, is four minutes or so. Okay. Uh, I've and had ones that are longer and ones that are shorter than that, but they all kind of bounce around five minutes. Now, do you, is the next step for you to sort of submit this to different circuses throughout the world or to a circus school or compete in circus competitions? What's the next step? What do you do now that you have the act? Mm. Or what's your dream? I mean, what do you want to do with it? I mean, I guess that, you know, I, I, I do a long, like I'm a professional juggler and I do a long form show. Like I do a 45 minute hour show. So there's no, there's no six minute specialized thing that I, 
you know, have to sell to, you know, a circus because they're not bringing me in because, you know, I, that is not what my, my talent is. So it's always fascinating to me when I find people or when we interview people on here who just focus on like the five to six minute act, it's so foreign to me. So I'm always fascinated. Like, what's the next thing that, or where do you take that? What do you do with that? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, for me, what I'm 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 interested in getting back into because I was in college for the last four years or so, and I wasn't doing a ton of performing while I was in school. Um, being back in Seattle to me is a little bit like getting uh, getting my performance legs back under me, and so it's it's with my four minute five minute act. Um, it's kind of getting back into making sure that I have, uh, I mean, my, my act now is clean. It looks good, but I want to do, I think a little bit more, um, development for kind of the next phase of, of getting the act out there. Um, at least for solo stuff with Terseed, it's a, it's another story, but, Mm. um, for me personally, I'm, I'm really enjoying being in Seattle right now and, and, uh, and kind of having a home base here as opposed to maybe going out and touring. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying kind of doing, for instance, Moisture Fest Gala or or um, a couple of other gigs that I've done recently. Um, I've done, yeah, pickleball tournament, just all sorts of like <laughs> stuff, a dance show, um, intermission acts, different different things that I've that I've kind of gotten the chance to do in Seattle. And so I've I've been enjoying that. And that's that's where I'm content to be for the moment. But I think it's always been a dream of mine to go tour and see the world and to travel and and juggle and kind of meet all of the really awesome people who are doing circus kind of all over the United States, but also internationally. And I think I'm lucky in that bounce juggling is quite portable, something you can kind of do anywhere. Um, I've thought about uh, doing cruise ships, doing kind of other sorts of touring cabaret style things. Um, my style is more traditional than contemporary. I like glitter. Um, so <laughs> I'd say, I'd say uh, some, somewhere in that vein, I'm enjoying where I'm at now, but I, I'm looking yeah. forward to in the next couple of years, kind of honing, honing um, my skills a little bit more and then, and then probably sending out some auditions to, to some companies. So okay. how did you end up at the Moisture Fest Gala? A month or two ago, I was doing intermission shows for a performer called Alana Rogers, her dance company. And um, Kayla Bailey, who's Ron Bailey's daughter, was uh, performing in the show and also kind of doing entertainment with uh, with that company. And so her dad came, uh, who's Ron Bailey, and he saw me doing my doing my act at intermission and just kind of came up to me after the show and said, would you be interested um, in doing the gala? And initially I was just going to be doing roping entertainment, but he uh, last minute was like, somebody dropped out of, out of the main variety show. Can you, can you do that too? And I was like, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, I think moisture festival is, I, despite never having actually performed at it, I've seen it have, I've seen it done a number of times and a lot of friends of mine have, have been performing for it, uh, for a long time. And so I was, I was really excited to be able to kind of support, make the connections with the Seattle circus company companies and performers and and be in the area how did the show go yeah how did the gala show (laughs) actually i was on a dropless run um Uh ahead Uh of the gala show um so i had a lot of fun uh the act went well 
what could have gone better, <laughs> um, which of course the one that had to, that was for the circus people had to be the act of mine that I'm like, you know, I, I had a, I had a drop or two, you know, that I, I wasn't, I wasn't as happy with, but overall, I mean, I think, I think it was a lot of fun. And, and as far as juggling and drops go, they, they kind of go hand in hand and uh, you can't be on a dropless run of shows for too long before, um, before you drop eventually. And honestly, sometimes it just makes the audience more invested. So you sound like a gambler. I was on a dropless run, man. <laughs> I mean, you. juggling is kind of a gamble. Think about it. <laughs> well, and that's what I admire about bounce juggling because I almost think it has to be flawless because when you're doing bounce juggling, the balls are silicone or rubber. So when they do collide or mess up, they can go all over the place. And it is much more noticeable as an audience member uh, when the mess ups happen. And so when the ball hits you in the face, yeah, when, when all five balls are just nailed, broke your nose. I have liability um, insurance. Oh, yeah. Right. So I do, I always find that bounce jugglers, like there's much more pre- precise in their performances or need to be, is that, am I making yeah. that up or no, you're definitely not making that up. I mean, I think that there is, there is a pressure, um, especially when you're uh, like toss juggling bounce balls. If they hit in the air at all, they're in two different directions. Oh, yeah. Uh, with my platform, it's like two feet by three feet. If it hits the edge of one of um, of my platform at all, it'll, it'll careen out somewhere. <laughs> um, and so it's definitely lessons in, in being, in being consistent. It's, it's doing a lot of, a lot of training and juggling in a place where you now know every nook and cranny where, where the, the ball that you're juggling could bounce yeah. off. To. Yeah. Um, but as far as the requirement, I mean, I, my strategy with drops, um, tends to be, I mean, obviously trying not to let it get to me and trying not to let it affect the rest of the act. Um, but I also figure that uh, that if somebody's if somebody's coming to see juggling and there's a drop in it, it almost makes them realize that it's difficult uh, with bounce juggling. For me now, um, like my five ball force bounce pattern um, is really really solid. Like it it doesn't look difficult in any mm-hmm. way because it isn't really difficult for me anymore. Um, but if I am doing something difficult and I drop, or if I let my nerves get to me or let my hands get tense and I drop, um, if I look up at the audience and I'm like, can I, can I get one more time? Do you want to see it one more time? Like, you know, and if, if I, if I kind of hype them up about it, um, I, I've never, I've never had anybody come up to me after a show. And, and I think it's, it's a little bit more about making sure that you look, even if you don't feel that way, that you look, um, confident like you're up there having fun like you don't look um anxious because I think that if if you're too anxious about the drops and people see that they see the anxiety more than they would see the drops yeah right so what does like training look like for you uh training I think um training for me looks like a lot of fun most of the time I okay I think my my first uh my because my first orientation towards bounce struggling had to do with that like plug in your headphones and like kind of dance with it and have a good time and figure out tricks based off of kind of the beat of music. I, uh, I think for me, um, training can look anywhere from messing around with new, trying to learn new things and just kind of, kind of, uh, warming up that way. Or it can look like, you know, I'm going to do five for 10 minutes and okay. in the middle, then I'm going to restart the clock at zero. 
Okay. Um, it kind of it kind of ranges also on on how my how my mood's going during the day or or if it's an, a day before show then I'll I'll train the I'll go in and train the act and and make sure okay. that I run it um at least a few times before before I show it versus just playing or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cuz I think play is an important part of that too. Like when I practice skill-based stuff, I do like 5 minutes of play, 20 minutes of work, 5 minutes of play. And that's my my rep. <laughs> I actually think that that's why people don't. I have a hypothesis that this is why, like, some other circus performers don't want to learn how to juggle, is because they see it mostly as work and and less as as kind of um, play or something that you can kind of embody. They see it as like drilling this thing over and over again until you get it. Um, but at least for me, with with bounce juggling and and with juggling in general, it's it's always been about um, having fun and and learning new patterns and uh, messing around. I was just going to ask: Do you still do other circus disciplines outside of the juggling? Or because I noticed in one of the, your videos, you do a backflip. Like, I don't. Do you still do aerial? Do you still do unicycle? Are you still? Is that something that still interests you, or you just focus on the juggling? Uh, definitely. I mean, all the other stuff still still interests me. I think. Um, I think. Early ish on, I realized that um, my skill set was more geared towards juggling. I was kind of better at juggling than I was at at the other stuff that I was doing, um, or at least kind of from a professional sense, I was I was better at juggling than I was at the other stuff. But a hundred percent, I love doing all the other stuff. I do. Um, I grew up tumbling. I do back handsprings and backflips and. Um, I can still do all of the generalist stuff that I, I learned at Sanka when I was a teenager. So I can like walk forwards and backwards on a wire and walk on a ball. And um, I can, as of recently, gotten it back, but I can, I can, as of recently, fly hand to hand again. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, that's cool. Some of that and, and you know, some basing and, and some, some kind of partner acro, things like that. And uh, yeah. And some, some aerial too. I'm kind of getting back into it. I think the four years of college did a little bit of a number on my upper body strength, but. Bounce juggling while hanging from a trapeze. Boom. No one's doing that. I mean, boom, no one's doing it. You said it, you heard it here first folks. I was going to say bounce juggling on the, on the, on the high wire. Oh. <laughs> has has I mean, that been done? Um, not that I can think of. Louie. <laughs> boom. Think, do this, it. Yeah. This is a think tank right here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it never goes away, which is uh, why I'm so grateful for having done circus um, starting when I was so young is because uh, a lot of a lot of that stuff I've just gotten to gotten to keep doing. Yeah. Can you bounce juggle on the unicycle? Um, I've tried that. <laughs> you have to do it. It's essentially you can only do like one thing bounce juggling on a unicycle. You can do four um because the wheel is in the way of the middle and so you can't do any bounce juggling that is in front of you it has to be just on the sides but you can do two and two and uh one hand on either side of a unicycle for sure so where can if people want to see you uh and see some of your stuff where can people find you at uh people can find me in seattle um i'm performing i'm doing a lot of different gigs and stuff i'm getting back into um, into doing more shows in this area. And so if anybody has anything that they're wanting bounce juggling for, I would, I would love to hear from you. Um, I am getting a website set up, but at the moment you can find me, uh, and at Greaves Circus on Instagram. That's G R E A V E S Circus C R C I R C U S. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh and that's staying in sorry <laughs> no that's all right that one can that one can say it um 
<laughs> yeah. And, and if anybody's, if anybody's wanting bounce juggling or uh, is interested, I'm doing, I'm hoping to get more into the event space and, uh, and then hopefully after that, you can, you can see me touring at some point or, or yeah. let me know. <laughs> yeah. And there's tons of videos of you out there that are awesome to watch. And uh, if someone wanted to learn uh, bounce juggling, is there some, some, somewhere you might recommend or a video that you might recommend, or maybe you even have your own instructional video is. Well, I would highly recommend reaching out to me. <laughs> if, if anybody, if anybody out there uh, listening to the podcast is wanting to learn bounce juggling, listen to this thought that it sounded like an awesome time. I, I have an awesome time with my students and, and uh, in teaching bounce juggling. And you can email me at a as in Audrey, C as in, my middle name, which I'm not going to mention on here, uh, <laughs> G-R-E-A-V-E-S-1 at gmail.com. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, we want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time and you moved time, you moved times so that we can make this happen. So we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's nice virtually meeting you and hanging out nice. this time was way better because I have to move a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you both so much for having me on the show. Yeah. I'm- I'm really happy to be here. Happy to talk about bounce struggling. Happy to have people who are so interested in bounce struggling. Um, and I'm looking forward on to seeing you all down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. You were Thank awesome. You. That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more information like who's performing, how to volunteer, how to contribute, be sure to go to the Moisture Festival website, which is moisturefestival.org. If you like this podcast, you can check out the podcast that Matt and I do called the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Yeah. You can get on all of the podcast places, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and where we talk about weird news stories of the day. It's a good time. Yeah. If you like this podcast, you will love that because it is all things weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that has links to my personal page and Louis Fox's personal page if you want to follow what we do individually. So we want to thank all of the performers, donors, sponsors, volunteers who put Put on the Moisture Festival. It really takes a village to make this thing happen. Absolutely. We want to thank you for listening, and we want to thank you in advance for coming out to the Moisture Festival. So be sure to check out the Moisture Festival's site. They also have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a YouTube page to see how you can get involved and be a part of this year's or next year's Moisture Festival. We want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and we hope to see you soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.